Yep. For a podcast, you need to be a little more verbal. (laughs) So, I feel like we should be peppier. Paprika. (laughs) Paprika. Okay. So, optimism. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um, optimism is a word which means the hope of the wait no I I confused myself what what is it optimism definition the hopefulness and confidence about the future outcome of something cool why is it on yahoo you freaking doof um we've been recording for a minute and 20 seconds it's already pretty good okay should we say like welcome or something yeah we should probably have an intro okay well welcome to the optimism podcast i'm ivy and i'm jaleesa and today i say today like we're gonna have multiple podcasts (laughs) um right now we're gonna talk about optimism and its benefits so yeah Optimism's pretty cool. I'm a pretty optimistic person. I didn't know I was an optimistic person until 8th grade, where we did, like, the student of the month thing, and I got nominated for optimism, and I was really confused. But then after all of that, I started noticing how optimistic I am. So, yeah. It was pretty weird. Also, I breathe really heavy for no reason, and I didn't know that until last year. And my friend was like... Um, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, you're breathing really heavy. And then my other friend was like, no, she just breathes like that. And I had only known them for like three months. And I was like, wait. And so I asked like my other friends who I've known for years and they're like, yeah, you breathe pretty heavy, but I just don't like notice it anymore. And I was like, like, I didn't know I breathed really heavy until last year. It was pretty great. I just start breathing. Um, You've been breathing. (laughs) No, this is the first time I've ever breathed in my life. Um, So, have you ever felt sad or angry at something that isn't a big deal? Well, the, the thing that you're angry at or you don't like isn't telling you to be angry at it. It's just the negative mindset that you have about that thing. So it's okay. So optimism doesn't seem like a really useful skill, but it is because it makes you a happier person. It makes people want to be around you more because pessimists, um, I don't know, kind of, I don't know, just seeing the downside about everything kind of is annoying. Like, hey, I got some chocolate milk, and it's like, chocolate milk costs cancer, and it's like, I don't care. I don't know where I'm going with this. 
It sounds interesting, though. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know for sure if chocolate milk causes cancer or not. That was just something I said. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, but yeah, first of all, like, everything causes cancer now. So, what's... Th- <laughs> you know... Stop saying things cause cancer, because it's not different from anything else. Plus, we live in Yakima, which is right next to, like, the the nuclear power plant or whatever, so we're pretty much all screwed. Um, so, when people hear the word stress, it inflicts a negative emotion because people are like oh no stress stress is stressful yeah but um okay so you can make stress like into a good thing because stress you're stressed out because you're worried like okay this is really hard to explain You're stressed out because of something that's really important. So that's a good way to just, like, hey, this is really important. That's why I'm so stressed out about this. It's really important to me or it's really important for my future or something. And being, okay, so working on something that important is already a good thing because no one wants to work on something that isn't important. Um, So that's one thing. To turning stress into a good thing. The other thing is just the word stress. Like, not even stress itself, just the word stress already has like a negative um, sound to it, I guess. So when people hear it, they're like, ah, ah, you know? Um, but this is where the Pygmalion effect comes in. So the Pygmalion effect is my okay the Pygmalion effect is where my expectations fuel my actions which fuel someone else's expectations and fuels their actions which furthermore influences reinforces my expectations so if I was like Julissa kind of sucks at basketball and Julissa, like, I'm the coach, Julissa comes in, and I say that because I know Julissa is pretty lazy. But Julissa actually, I don't know this, but Julissa actually wants to be a good basketball player. But I'm like, nah, I don't really like Julissa, I know she's pretty lazy. So, at games and stuff, I just, I'm really hard on her, and I don't put her in as much as I should. And so... That, that comes from my expectations. So from doing that, Julissa's expectation is like, wow, the coach really doesn't like me and I'm benched all the time. I must not be a very good basketball player. So then she st- stops showing up to practices, stops trying hard, stops trying that hard. And then that reinforces my expectations as like, wow, Julissa's lazy and she's not going to be a good basketball player. So that's the Pygmalion effect, but it can also work in the opposite direction, which is, um... Hold on. So the easiest way to explain what you just explained was that if you have low expectations of something or someone, and you act 
as if those low expectations were true, whether you know that they're true or not, then the person who you act these with these low expectations of will start to believe these low expectations of themselves and then it'll become true. Yes. Nice. <laughs> okay. But it also works in the opposite perspective because you could be like... Um, well, okay, so let's say I was like, man, I really don't like pie or something. Um, I could use the Pygmalion effect to my advantage to, like, like pie. So, let's say I don't like pie. I don't like apple pie or whatever. If I start looking at it in a more positive way and I'm like well I really like the crust then if when I eat apple pie I'll focus more on what I do like about it so like I like the crust I like the way the apples taste I like this part and this part and then slowly my mind will start being like hey I kind of like this apple pie and then I'll like apple pie and so you can use that when you're working on like an essay with like a really boring topic you'd be like wow i don't want to learn about um world war one or something i don't want to learn about world war one it's really boring or whatever well you can start looking at it from different perspectives like well the way they did this was really interesting or the way they thought about this was really interesting so then you can focus your essay more on those things or incorporate those things into your essay and then you'll like your essay more and you'll like the topic more and that's yeah so that ties in with optimism because optimism is saying like hey this isn't really cool right now but it could be it could be cool it could be cool later and that's pretty cool yeah that's exactly how optimism works like if that if the definition wasn't what i read earlier that would be the de- the definition um so you might be wondering what is the most effective way to get into thinking positively because i know a lot of people who are pessimists and like really struggle with like seeing things in a better perspective like the glass is half empty versus the glass is half full um well the only way to start thinking positive is to just think positive so the next time you feel stressed think of what you're doing in a more positive way um so you're like, I really wanted an A on that essay, but I got a B on it. Well, at least you passed. That's that's pretty good. It's a starting point. Yeah. It's like you can still you can still learn from your mistakes instead of saying like, "Oh, I got a B. Why didn't I get an A? Man, this sucks." Like you can still be like, "Well, I passed and that's what matters, and I can still learn from this." and do better in the future and it's like the okay so teachers usually no that doesn't make sense never mind i'll cut that out (laughs) um 
Okay, some people think that having an optimistic viewpoint just sets them up for disappointment. So if you think, oh, this guy or this girl is going to ask me out, I know it because they've been showing signs, but then they don't ask you out and you're like, dang it. That doesn't make any sense. What am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) I am... I... Okay. Um... Okay. Some people think that having an optimistic viewpoint just sets them up for disappointment, but that's not true. That's not what optimism is. Optimism is finding the good in things even if they don't live up to expectations. It's the ability to say, hey, it could be way worse than it is, but it isn't, and I can make it better. So, like, back to like the the essay thing if you wanted an a and got a b you could be like hey i could have failed this but i didn't i got a b and that's a passing grade and that's a pretty good grade um or if like you wanted a cat but your parents got a dog you still have like a new companion to like love and appreciate and they'll love and appreciate you back as long as you don't get like one of those evil cats because they kind of suck. <laughs> They're kind of... Yeah. Um, I had to make sure we were still recording. We've only been recording for 13 minutes! How long does this have to be? I don't know. I thought we were gonna... I thought this was gonna be a lot longer. Oh well. Um... I know what I wanted to talk about the first paragraph okay so being optimistic leads to actual health benefits that's like it's yeah okay so a psychologist um no wait what a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at NYU uh in New York City is um, he says, what's his name? Periskevi Naulis. I don't know how to pronounce that. But, um, he said, research shows that positive thinking is an incredibly important and efficacious way to commun- to improve your mood, physical health, energy level, concentration, productivity, and more. And he also said, in one study, doctors evaluated 309 middle-aged patients who were scheduled to undergo coronary artery bypass surgery. In addition, in addition to a complete preoperative physical exam, each patient underwent a psychological evaluation designed to measure optimism, depression, neuroticism, and self-esteem. The researchers tracked all the patients for six months after surgery. When they analyzed the data, they found that optimists were only half as likely as pessimists to require rehospitalization. Yeah. So, that's like a little tidbit of... That was that was a study that they did. And that's pretty cool. So you're only half as likely to... Go... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um... Let's see, optimism. 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 Optimism.
just gonna add random stuff in there. It gives you a reason for living. Actually, let's just, like, look up a random word. Random word generator. And then we're gonna talk about it. I don't know why, but we're gonna, um, generate words. Engineer. Okay. When I was little, I would always say, I want to be an engineer as, like, person who just, like, invents things and, like, fixes things and stuff. But everyone would always ask, oh, so you want to work with trains? And I was like, no! I want to work with not trains and other stuff. Um, yeah, I don't really know what an engineer does. So we're going to generate a different word. I don't know. Wreath? Decide. <laughs> what well, are you, you see, doing? see, I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> Lesion. Airstrike. Sink. Sink? Sink is a weird word. Sink is an S-Y-N-K, not S-I-N. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sync is an S Y N C, not S I N K. So sync, like to sync something up and to sync things, and yeah, not to put dishes in the sink. <laughs> okay, so what is this? I don't know. I was going to like you talk in a pessimistic viewpoint and I talk in an optimistic viewpoint, but then I nice realized to know that. Yeah, I realized that I just didn't communicate that part of the game. Um, so we're gonna do a different word. Toilet. <laughs> what do you think about toilet pessimist? Germs. Ew. I mean, why would you? Why would you ever use a toilet? That's- <laughs> I'd rather have to need to go to the bathroom than go to the bathroom because there's so many germs um, there. Yeah. Well, germs build your immune system so you don't get corona. Okay, that's one thing. Um, so, first of all, you kind of need to go to the toilet to fit in with the rest of society. So, it might be nice to go and pee every once in a while instead of just holding it in. I feel like you would get a bladder infection, so I feel like holding in was not good. So just use the toilet. Like, it wouldn't be that hard to just use the toilet. It's really hard to be a pessimistic, okay? This is not usually my role. Old timer. You young people have no idea what it is to... To be, be an respectful. Old timer. Stop <laughs> it! No, see. What? Like. That's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> I meant bad as in, like, a bad example, it's not like, like oh, it's a, a curse! <laughs> <laughs> no, go back to empathy. We're gonna try empathy. How do you pessimistic about empathy okay there's no need to there's no need to have empathy for people because people will always be 
selfish no matter what you do there's no point in trying to be empathetic with people because people will always be selfish why should yeah. i be empathetic if they're not gonna be that's a good point no you're the pet you're, i know you're the optimist I, I, I am phrasing my terms in a nice way So, empathy allows you to connect with other people. So, you should probably have empathy, because if you don't, you are either a psychopath or a sociopath. And although those do make very good business people, um, they're not the best people to hang around, because they, like, genuinely do not care about you or what you're doing. And they can't connect with people in a romantic or friendly way so they're just gonna be pretty lonely let's do a different word what about that was optimistic is what i want to know um don't be a sociopath nice inflame (laughs) (laughs) meter third generation faucet faucet like sink but the other type of sink. Faucet is kind of a pretty name. Like if you named someone Faucet. Kind of looks French. Faucet. That Faucet? Are you okay? No. <laughs> Sociologist. Nope. Look out. Equivalent. Equivalent. Woo. Um, let's do nouns only. Crocodile. I would have no interest in seeing a crocodile because crocodiles are... mm, Crocodiles have a lot of teeth. Scary. Obviously, they're dangerous. Yes. Well, crocodiles pretty freaking cool to look at you know like, what you they they do have a lot of teeth but the more teeth you have the more cool you are that's what i learned um <laughs> and that's why i like sharks so much we can't do this because you have like a a bias i know i'm trying to like <laughs> no you have a bias with this word <laughs> it's just not something that works behest <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> behest wait what no i just no i want i want the definition what's the definition of behest (laughs) self-help murder half century mating bicycle gambit spell type serenity hollow civilian shit what's a sherry (laughs) No, I don't want to save it. I just want to... I, I, I just want to know what it was. Shoulder. Shoulders are pretty nice. Imagine if we didn't have shoulders and our arms just stuck out like this. That'd be kind of great. Um, pharmacy. Fake. What is a fake? You. <laughs> Persuasion. Tribute. 
Subjectivity. Snipper. Fen King. Fancy. What does behest mean? <laughs> an authoritative order, an urgent prompting. The meeting was called at the senator's behest. At the behest of her friends, she read the poem aloud. Oh. You're never too cool to learn something new. I don't know, I'm pretty cool. You know. talking this whole time okay yes i noticed that the way that you explain things mm-hmm. is using a bunch of examples and so you never quite simplify what the examples mean and so well how are you supposed to explain something without an example explaining what it means with an example because it's like you can explain things without examples at least I can. I was about to use an example. Right <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I don't know. I just noticed that you, you just use a bunch of examples to explain things. And sometimes it can be unclear what you're trying to get across because you use so many examples. Well, I think it's because at the end, when I feel like my point has been made, I'll just kind of trail off and make weird noises. And I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like... Like that. Yeah, and then your examples, they kind of go off of each other, and yeah. then I have no idea what you're talking about at the end, and then it's unclear what your point was. And then I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I feel like at the end of your examples, maybe just, like, summarize what you were trying to say. Or maybe I could do that so that at some point we could have a conversation in the podcast. Yeah, at some point. Um, okay. What's something we both know a lot about? I don't know. I know a lot about sharks and (coughs) psychopathy and I have a dinosaur book there. Um, I know a lot about baking.
First of all, let's just see how cute this blue shark is. Okay. Blue sharks, in my opinion, are the cutest shark. Because look at their face. So cute. It's just a long boy. That's a mako shark. Mako sharks are blue sharks that have done crack for 15 years. That's what they look like. But yeah. Poaching is bad. I know a lot about finning, which is poaching. Um, what do I think? Divers swim alongside famous deep blue shark. I think you mean that is a great white. That is not. Wait a minute. That that is. Come on, ABCs. You should be. You should be ashamed. this it says international women's day 2020 cool bless you <laughs> um know a lot about theater and i know a lot about midsummer night's dream because i acted in it and had to study it shows have we both watched? I've watched you, I've watched The Society, I've watched Stranger Things, I've watched... Oh, I've watched Barbie Life in the Dream House. I've also watched Miraculous. Hey, I've watched both of those. Okay, well, now we can talk about... Either Barbie Life in the Dream House or Miraculous. Miraculous has a storyline. Barbie does yeah, not. Yeah, Barbie does not have a storyline. It has a consistent amount of characters, though. Unlike Miraculous. Well, I guess Miraculous has a consistent amount of characters. They're just like. If it has a storyline, then I suppose it has to. Well, yeah, but then, like, every once in a while, Kagami will just show up and never explain why. And we're like, like this she is live fine. There or... I thought she lived in Japan. <laughs> and then she's just there practicing in the park for no reason. Like, she just f- comes over from Japan every once in a while, you know? Yeah, and then they never explain it. Never, ever. Um, you know, they were going to make Miraculous into an anime. It is an anime. Well, like, an anime anime. Like, there are, hom- there are several versions of Miraculous. 
the Disney version isn't the only one. Well, <laughs> um, is it the same storyline throughout yeah, all of them? Basically. Well, all I know is that they were going to make it into an anime. There's just, where... just a bunch of different animations and like. Yeah, but they were gonna make it so that Adrian was evil and worked for Hawk Moth, and he was trying to get Ladybug to fall in love with him so he could take her miraculous. Do you just look up conspiracy things? See, that wasn't me. Maddie told me about I think it was Maddie. It was probably Maddie that told me about that one. Do a lot of people watch Miraculous? I'm so confused. Yes. Me, Maddie, Joaquin, because I forced him. Um, Chris. Chris watches Miraculous, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty well known. I want their house. Like, that's, when I say I want to own a bakery, I want to own a bakery like that. With my house on top of the bakery. That'd be so cool. Why are we talking about Miraculous? Because I thought we would have, like, opposing views on something and we could talk about it. Okay. Kagami? Adrian and Marinette all need to have a polyamorous relationship because of that one episode in the newest season where they all bond and it was adorable. Which one is that? The one where they were like, it was um, that one episode where... Chloe's mom and dad, like, the, it was their anniversary, and then they got turned into, like, the big heads, like, the two-faced head, and they go, went around, like, eating people who were in love. Have you not seen the newest season? Maybe not. <laughs> Looks like we might be going to clips. The last season I watched was the one where they both lose their memories. I feel like that was not the newest season. Um, Miraculous. I didn't want to play it. Hold on. Um, no, down here. Five seasons. Episodes. Not season one, season three, part two. So, in this season, is it this one? It is not that one. That one's the one where Adrian is like being weird. This is a different one where Adrian's being weird. Wait, not that one. Not that one. Yeah, right here. Love Eater. At a celebration for their 20th anniversary, the bourgeois couple is akumatized into Head Hunter, a two-headed Cerberus that devours love. And then it's like Adrian, Marinette, and Kagami all leave. Before that happens, they just leave. And then they all bond over like, um, 
I forget what they do, but there's this scene with like ice cream and it was pretty great, but then it wasn't great. I'm gonna check to see if I've watched them. <laughs> I do not remember any of this. Is her hair down in this one? Yeah, and Then it's I've weird. never seen that one. It's really weird. I hate her hair down. Also, I Adrian just has a thing for blue-haired girls. That's that's his, that's his type. Ew. Yeah. Just Kagami and Ladybug both have the same hair, except in different styles, and he likes both of them. I feel like, like low-key, he just thinks that that's Ladybug, and that's why he likes her. Like, it's not because he likes her, but it's because he, he low-key thinks it's Ladybug. I'll do the test where things go wrong. Miraculous. Um... Optimism enables you to handle and put your emotions in check, which I think is true. I don't really know how or how to explain it, but just having an optimistic viewpoint kind of makes you happy about everything. And so once you get sad, you can kind of think about it and be like, why am I sad? I haven't watched any of these. Wow. I need to tell my sister. All of my siblings watch this, and so they need to be notified that there is another season. Yes, we have not. I'm not going to tell her because then she's going to watch it without me. (laughs) Um, It promotes healthy living. I don't think that's true. You can see by the Dr. Pepper just chilling on my my thing. I had pizza for dinner and breakfast. (laughs) I almost ate ice cream today. But then you came over and I was like, it can wait. It enables you to take a balanced approach to life by deal with constant cut but the constant negative thoughts which spring up. What if we just go over what optimism is again? Okay. Like all over again. Like everything. From everything? The everything from the beginning. What is optimism? I need to close out a Netflix. Opti. Optimism is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. In your own words, how would you describe that? I would describe it as. Well, I already described it as I like it's saying, hey, this is kind of not cool right Ivy, now. If we already started over, you can't reference something we said before. Well, then this thing. How would you say this in your own words? Is I would say it's pretty cool, but it could be cooler. And I'm going to make it cooler. And that's what optimism is explain well i can't explain without using an example you is can that use okay? you can use an example okay. i'll just ask you by simplifying your example if that's what you meant and okay. then okay that's how this will work it's like saying um well it's it's the ability to say this could be worse but it's not and then focusing on the good parts about it. It's like saying, hey, I didn't want 
socks for Christmas, but you got socks for Christmas. Well, at least you have socks for Chris- for now, because <laughs> imagine if you didn't have socks. Socks are pretty great, because I they keep my feet warm. I, I used to be able to walk around the house without socks on, but now I can't because I get too cold. So now I actually want socks for Christmas, but... That's besides the point. It's the ability to say, hey, this isn't that cool right now, but I'm going to think of it in a cooler way and it's going to become cool. And that's what optimism is. So optimism isn't just something that happens as soon as this thing that you weren't expecting to happen. To happen. Yes. So, like, you have to think about being optimistic to be optimistic. Well, after a while, it just, like, it just kind of happens. Like, you're like, dang, this freaking bottle is empty. But then you're like, well, I drank all of it. Where am I going with this? (laughs) (laughs) I drank all this water. It was good while it lasted. Yeah. I freaking water bottle, why are you here? You actually still have water in you and it's just like there. It makes a cool sound. So, optimism. Oh, I can do this. See, folks, all the things you can do with an empty water bottle. Optimism! Woohoo! That was optimism, in a nutshell. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, I can do this! It's because you're so used to it. Exactly. I'm just optimistic, so... Okay, and so, what about for a pessimistic who's trying to become a little bit more optimistic? How would you... How would you make optimism easier for them, if it's not something they're used to? Um, well... To make optimism easier for someone, I would say just think about all the good things about the thing you want to be optimistic about, and then it should come naturally, like the feeling should come naturally, because it's like, I really don't like how my watch looks right now. And then you'd say, well, at least it tells the time. Or at least it's not a slow watch. Or at least it doesn't go fast. And then you'll start liking it more and more. And then you just do that with everything. And then it should become uh, a good habit for you. Okay, and so if we go back to the example of the socks. Like getting socks for Christmas. This is something we probably all experienced as children. Where we're like socks again. I didn't want clothes for my birthday mom <laughs> I just wanted an easy bake oven is that so hard <laughs> exactly and so for a pessimistic who's just doing this about everything but they just they're just tired of it you know and they're mm-hmm. like okay let's try optimism then okay <laughs> let's just try optimism exactly like that's I feel like that's what it is they're yeah. like okay will this actually help me well let's try it once and see if it works you know mm-hmm. so in order for them to try it you know Fairly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, in order to try optimism fairly, 
That's what I said, but I don't know why I was saying it. This is what it feels like to be me. This happens to me all of the time. You just, you just don't notice because you talk. <laughs> I have to go find my dog. Oh my gosh. I'll be back. I don't, should we just keep the, I'm going to flag it here and then I'm going to keep it going and I'm going to go see why my, you can come with me. I'm just going to leave my phone on because I don't know if I can like take two podcasts and make them into one. I probably can, but this is new, so I'm just going to leave it on.